Welcome back. This is the Master on Hockanui Friday afternoon with Andy Muir. Catching up now with Elliot Smith, uh, commentator for ZB up north. G'day, Elliot. Welcome to the Master. Andy, good to speak to you for the first time this year, mate. Uh, did you have a good break? I did. Spent it in um, you know, the, the People's Republic of Christchurch. Um, <laughs> had about three and a half weeks uh, there. And uh, thank goodness for that because the weather in Auckland um, is absolutely miserable. If there's any... Um, people down your way that have uh, come up for the Elton John concert. I hope they have uh, got their ponchos ready um, and have got a transport uh, plan sorted because um, without wanting to veer too much off track, the weather's rubbish, but the um, transport's worse. even worse because the city, you know, Auckland likes to think it's a major world city. It's absolutely not. If you can't have trains running on a public holiday weekend when there's uh, one of the greatest music acts that has probably ever lived in town, and you can't get people there and tell them to drive to the concert where there's no parking, yeah. um, you're doing something wrong. So, um, yeah, as I say, without wanting to veer too off track, uh, Auckland thinks it's a major city, but it's not. Yeah, now I'll talk about that too, just briefly. Like, going up to Elton John, uh, but we are lucky enough to go after field days, and if it wasn't for a taxi driver called Mark Kelly, we would have been on the poo. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's a shambles. And, you know, Billy Joel... Um, you know, no trains there. Um, it's actually quite easy to get to, you know, Eden Park via train if they're ever running. Same yeah. with Mount Smart. If they're actually running, it's actually pretty easy. It's the problem that they decide they've got to do track upgrades or, um, you know, take the long weekend off when they haven't got the drivers and various other things. Um, it, yeah, it, it runs a lot smoother in, you know, Wellington and, uh, to be honest, even Christchurch as well, from what I understand, with Elton John the other night, they had buses for Africa. So, um, yeah, it's a real shame that um, Auckland um, talks a big game but doesn't really deliver. Talking about running, uh, the New Zealand, the seven circuits running out of New Zealand, why is this? Uh, look, so they're just truncating things. This is a world rugby decision. My understanding is that New Zealand rugby did want to keep the event here. Uh, I know, you know fans have dwindled over time from Wellington and now to Hamilton, but it was an important gateway for them to have their sevens product in front of fans um, and also for the Pacific teams as well, you know um, we saw a large influx of Fijian and Tongan fans and um, Samoan fans over the last three years uh, when it has been held apart from COVID in Hamilton to, to go to these events, so obviously a large population centred in South Auckland so it was important for New Zealand rugby to have these events there but World Rugby is truncating it and, and trying to simplify the format because at the moment it is a little all over the show and that's because they've had the men's event established for the best part of 25 years. Now they've had the women that have sort of played over the last decade or so, but they've only had sort of four or five you know, women's events and it's always been quite hard to figure out exactly which ones are men's events, which ones are women's only, which ones are joint. And so they want to simplify it. And part of the simplification is sort of leaning into the um, idea of sevens, you know, seven events they're going to have around the globe, um, and, and basically try and um, and use that as a as their um, as their vehicle going forward. So, New Zealand bid or expressed an interest, and um, we're told thanks, but no thanks, and that's basically the end of the line. Uh, they haven't announced which seven are going to be the hosts as yet, but I think you can lock in sort of Hong Kong, Dubai. Um, there'll be an American one with the view to the sevens at the Olympics and. Uh, coming up in uh, you know later in this decade, and uh, Sydney, I suspect, will hold on to theirs. Uh, and then you look at Europe, you know, either London, Paris, maybe both, and, and very very quickly the, the seven sort of fill up. So um, New Zealand not wanted. Uh, it's unfortunate for New Zealand because um, you know 
a lot of these Sevens players have become household names. You know, um, Ruby Tui, no longer part of the Sevens team at the moment anyway. Michaela Blyde, Portia Woodman, Wycliffe, um, Sarah Hedini. And yet, the time zones never really work out for them to be um, put in front of the you know shop window and people watch them live uh, on TV. And I know a lot of people sort of the only time they catch them is the um, the you know the, the regular replays that sort of um, fill time on Sky when yeah. they're sort of uh, trying to fill programs. So that's the unfortunate thing is that they do lose that that, that vehicle for them in, in the New Zealand market. I hope it. Uh, can come back in some form, even like a, a you know a regional sort of pool or something like that. But um, yeah, it's a world rugby decision. New Zealand rugby wanted it, and uh, we're told that uh, world rugby is going to move in a different direction to use um, some uh, some offers vernacular. Ruby Tui, she's moving in a different direction this year as well. Apparently, signed up as a commentator for Sky. She's not involved with rugby as such, which seems peculiar. Is she still got an NZR contract? My understanding is that she doesn't. Look, I I, I would um, might be proven wrong on that, but with Ruby Tui, you look at it, it's been a hectic last few years for her. Um, she's sort of become a superstar of the, the game overnight, and people would have been aware of Ruby Tui before then, but think back to her Olympics interviews in 2021, had a huge 2022, massive personality, breakthrough 15th player of the year, and she's always talked about sort of mental health and how that's important to her, and I think maybe just taking a break away from the game, whether it's for a few months and doing something different and then coming back uh, might be quite valuable for her. You look at the, the last sort of 18 months in women's rugby, uh, she was at the Olympics, she was at the 15th um, you know, coalface of the, the World Cup there, Sevens World Series, uh, along you know that as well. And um, it, it's been a hectic sort of period. So um, I suspect she'll take a bit of time out, spend time in New Zealand and uh, assess her next move um, on the calendar, I guess, uh, you know, it's a few, you know, three years until the Women's World Cup rolls around in 15s again, the Olympics, and next year whether she wants to have a crack at that again. Um, so some things for her to resolve. As you say, she'll pop up on Sky uh, during the season. She's done a wee bit of work with them uh, already, and uh, obviously her presence, she's connected with a lot of New Zealand fans in, in recent times. She's become a well-known face. So, um, yeah, she'll be a regular on there. But, um, yeah, we're disappointed obviously a part of uh, Super Rugby Opiki uh, when that gets underway yeah. over the next couple of months. Just finally, Elliot, quickly, uh, we're talking about the torso tackling rule being introduced over in the UK. English Rugby Union, has this got the potential to blow up in their face? Uh, yes, it does, and, and the game looks to be on the brink of a bit of a civil war at the moment. Uh, no confidence vote potentially coming for the rugby union bosses over there um, around this waist-high tackle to be introduced at pretty much every level below the top two tiers uh, in rugby, so community, everything downwards from there. Uh, obviously, they want to try and um, mitigate concussions and get them out of the game as much as possible, but you're probably going to get other injuries that way as well. Having said all of that, World Rugby are looking at doing a trial. Um, New Zealand Rugby has done trials, but that's been sternum and below. Um, you know, England Rugby is going a whole next step by going waist below. Uh, I'm not sure it's going to work out for them. I can see the sternum approach. Um, that's probably the approach World Rugby is going to take. I understand they might be looking at a trial uh, from early next year around the globe from the amateur level um, at the stage and, and go uh, sternum and below. So that's something to look out for next year. But um, I think England may have perhaps overstepped the mark on this one. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll await this of interest. Elliot Smith out of Newstalk ZB. Appreciate your time as always, mate. No worries. Catch up soon, fella. Before we wrap up for the week here on The Muster, Paddy Lewis, the original angry man driving the white van. He is up next.